So when was the last time you pinned something on one of your Pinterest boards? Probably very recently. Now, when was the last time you actually went back and used one of those? (laughs) I laugh because I'm that person. I always think I'm going to go do it, but I never do. You know what I'm talking about, trying to think, oh, I'm going to make this celebration so special. I'm going to do that thing in the room or I'm going to do this. Today, we're going to talk about all those moments that you want to make memorable and special and just how to do it, how to feel better about it, and not compare yourself to anybody on Pinterest or really to yourself or what your expectations are to just go into a celebration knowing that you can step out and really write the story for your family in such a great, beautiful way that works for you all. Our guest today is Allison Carter. She is the host of Memories and Moments podcast. She's a wife of 10 years, mother of two children to Evie and Hudson, a second grade teacher turned celebration expert. Actually, she's been a celebration expert her whole life, but she's the queen of making everything magical, making little and big moments special and memorable. And you know, here at Together Moments, we love what we can do in the small moments. You're going to get really good tips on how to use what you already have in your home to make a really great celebration. And I just would love for you to walk away from this episode feeling really good about some new ideas for traditions in your family and just being able to have some really special moments to end this year through these holidays coming up. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to families that stick together, just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted, turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. My mom, who always forgets my shoes, Jennifer Zumbiel. Good job, buddy. I do always forget your shoes, don't I? Yes, you do, because I love you. Well, I love you, too. Yeah. I'm sorry that I always forget your shoes, buddy. It's fine. If you are listening in real time this week, it is November 10th. You still have time to get your Advent game. Hurry up, go over to togethermoments.com so you can have 25 straight days of meaningful conversation when you need it the most. We're here for you, friend, and I will send those right out to you so your family can enjoy them the whole Advent season. Allison, thank you for making time to be on Families That Stick Together. Right now, I know you are going through a big move, so I especially appreciate you taking time to be with us. Oh my gosh. For you, I will show up. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for asking me, and congrats on your podcast. I'm super proud of you. Aw, thank you, girl. I remember being on your podcast, and you 
gave me a challenge to just do something simple, like have a free download on my website and you really just have always encouraged me. So Thank you for being along to help me grow in this business. It really means a lot. Likewise. And I feel like when I recorded with you, I was right back in the closet. So here I am again. Like, it's just, (laughs) I can't leave this dang master closet. That is my really professional recording studio. So I get it. We're running a real tight ship over here. Hey, I get it. We record anywhere crazy, right? I, when I launched this podcast, um, I was going to Florida and I had to record an episode there. And I recorded in a bathroom in the house we were staying at in Florida. So yep, just do what yep. you have to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I obviously didn't grow up with you. You are way out on the West Coast in Seattle. I am in middle America, Kentucky. We only met over the last few years because of our businesses. But I love when I see someone I've known my whole life in a role as an adult. And I think, yes, that makes total sense. (laughs) Now, you say that your mom, Susan, taught you everything you know when it comes to celebrations. Tell us what it was like in your home growing up so we can understand why professional party planner or celebration expert fits you so well today, Allison. Yeah, my mom's like, I call her the OG of all things celebrations because she really is what instill like she's the reason why I do all of these things. She was the queen of making everything magical. And I say was like, she's literally still with us and she continues to do this. Like my kids go to school, uh, grandma school every Wednesday now. And she always has some project or cooking thing or, you know, like theme or whatever. But growing up, she was just dedicated to making these little and big moments very special and memorable. And my grandma was really the same way. Like a ton of my memories were from things that my grandma instilled and did. And then my mom continued or expanded on. And now I get to expand on. My birthday parties were very elaborate, unique themes. My mom turned our house into the set of The Price is Right and did the whole thing. We had scavenger hunt bike rodeos, like, I mean, tons of different things. And holidays were always really massive. And then I actually host a podcast called Memories and Moments where I share all of these little easy fun tips. Like my whole mission with my business is to make a mom's life easier and more fun with these little tweaks. And my mom, when I was 12, published her book, Memories in Moments. And so my podcast is dedicated to that. It was, I launched exactly 20 years after that book was published. So that is really the reason behind the things that I do was a complete inspiration from the things that I had growing up in my house. Your mom must have been so excited when you told her you were taking her idea and doing this, right? Totally. I was nervous. And I don't know why, because like, she doesn't care. She doesn't like, she doesn't even do anything like in this space anymore. And so I had him over for dinner and I was like, so I have this idea. And she was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then she's actually been a guest on my podcast. We talked about um, our Christmas traditions growing up. It was one of my first Christmas episodes that you can like go back and look at. So that was really fun too, to just kind of talk about what my house was like growing up and what she learned from my grandma and all of that stuff. Okay, Allison. So you said your mission is simple, help busy moms save time and energy celebrating holidays and special occasions with our loved ones. Now that this may seem like a silly question, but I think it's an important thought to go back to when we are focused on 
building strong families based on, you know, a really solid foundation. Tell us what do you believe are the top reasons, especially because you grew up this way, for a family to practice the habit of celebrating in order for them to stay strong? Well, I am a seven on the Enneagram. So I'm like all about that fun. All of these celebrations and all of these special occasions, they are what I say are what forms your family's story. And when you're creating that story for your family, when you think about the story that was written with your original family, your parents, your siblings, you think back to all of those moments. You think about your birthdays. You think about those little um, moments around the dinner table. You think of all of those moments that went into creating and writing this story for your family. And that's what we get to do now with our kids. What I love is celebrations. And this is what I preach constantly are a choose your own adventure kind of deal. And you can make them as big as you want and you can make them as small as you want. But the cool thing about them is your kids are happy either way. The fact that the things are acknowledged, the fact that you start creating these traditions that are unique and special to your own family, those are the things that matter. What I love about celebrating is that one, you're really giving attention to those little and big moments for your family. You know, your kid has a big milestone that they do in school or something, or say they have been trying so hard to ride their bike or get to the next reading level or whatever it can be outside of something massive like Christmas or Halloween or, you know, the biggies. So let them pick dinner that night to celebrate as a family their accomplishment or surprise them with a fun breakfast the next morning and say like, we are so proud of you. We are going to celebrate that amazing thing that you just did. And it doesn't have to be this whole like reward culture aspect. It really could be like in this family, we acknowledge and we celebrate each other's wins. And we also celebrate the fact that we try new things and that we're brave in different situations. And maybe we made a mistake, but we're going to celebrate you trying that as well. It's just really little small things that create these bigger moments and that stronger connection together because it really helps you form these things that are special to your own family. And then the hope is your kids take those to their family and that legacy continues to grow. I love that you just said it's what forms your family's story. Because I think when we get to the end of raising our children in their childhood and we launch them off when they're 18 and the story's kind of been written, right? And and they just come back and add to it and take what they've learned and take it out into the world. I do think it's all those little moments. I I love how you, it's not just the birthdays. It's not just these big things and it it doesn't have to be rewards. I'm glad you said that because, you know, there's too many people who like reward their kids soccer goals with cash or something like that. You don't have to do that. You don't even have to take them for an ice cream every time they get a goal. You can just acknowledge it at the family dinner Mm -hmm. table and celebrate them by saying, oh my goodness, what? Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Let's talk about how did that make you feel? Whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking as you say this, one of our traditions here in our home is everybody's birthday gets, when it's somebody's birthday, they get birthday signs all over the house from me. They're just construction paper and markers. And I do Mm -hmm. different 
letters on everyone and I use their nickname and uh, on some of them and, and just spread them around the house. But I'm saying this because this year on my birthday, my sweet eight-year-old Jules put birthday signs all over the house for mm. me. It was really sweet. Yeah. And so sweet. It's nothing fancy, but yep. it does help write that story of we totally. acknowledge each other and celebrate yep. one another. And that's so meaningful to your family. I think this is the year that you have an opportunity to make some changes, have some fun, keep what you can. And, you know, maybe you're not going to the big light show and maybe you're going to go back to basic, do the neighborhood Christmas light drive around and get some cocoa and you're doing a light scavenger hunt instead of going to like a big light show or something like that. So there's a big opportunity. I feel like we have this year for the holidays to really step back and think like, okay, what is important to our family? Like, what are those key traditions that we love? And if there's something bigger or something very social or something like that, how can we still feed into that tradition? Because what about that tradition is what we love. Is it the fact that we're all having a dinner together on a special day? What is it at the heart of that tradition? And how can you spin it to COVID friendly it up? <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, and so that's really what I'm talking about a ton this holiday season with uh, the moms that I serve in my community is back to basics, really simplify the holidays, especially this year, and really cherry pick the meaningful things to us and to our families. I couldn't agree more with everything you said. I especially love how you talked about just get to what the value was to begin with. Like what family mm -hmm. values do you pull out of that tradition? Because it made me think how many people I've just had conversations with friends over the years, or even myself where you feel like a failure because, oh shoot, I don't have a tradition around that. I don't know. We do the, a different thing every time, or we thought yep. this would be a tradition, but it fell through. And I, I think we don't need to put pressure on ourselves no. to make the same thing a tradition every year because things happen. It might not, maybe the tradition that you do in town actually closes or goes away. Then yeah. what? Yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. build it around the values that you hope mm -hmm. to extract through that. People see what I do and it's a big comparison thing. And it's one of my, it's literally my biggest pet peeve because there's a difference in what I do and a difference in what you do because of the fact that what I do gives me a ton of joy. And what I do is my creative outlet and it is a big strength of mine. The moms that I help, that's usually not the case. And so when you're looking at a party, let's say that I'm doing, I don't feel like it's a comparison because I work with a lot of brands. I have a photographer at my parties because I have a business around the things that I do. That wasn't always the case. Obviously, I've been a party girl, party mom, like since day one, um, that was a bunch from my mom. And obviously, I had dinner parties where I wasn't documenting the things that I was doing. But now the parties and the things that you see on my Instagram, I do is because I have a business around this. I'm featured in different media, like Martha Stewart and Oprah magazine and different things like that, where that's not the mom down the street that's having a birthday party for their kid is going to be like, I wonder how I can get my birthday party in Martha Stewart. That's just not a normal thing. And it's still very weird for me. It makes it so if I'm helping a mom with a party, she's like, I don't know how it's going to be like yours. 
And I am very upfront and honest and always saying it's not. It's going to be what is going to be best for you and your family. Because what I do, I love doing it. It's my creative outlet. It's what gives me joy. And I am what my strongest putting those details together and thinking of all those details. That's a strength that I have, just like other people have strengths that are not strengths of mine at all that I then outsource. And so party planning and holidays with my subscription boxes and different things like that is a full on outsource because if I can find people to outsource these moments to that, I know they're going to be great because that's their strength and that's what gives them joy. Then that's the thing. But if I want to have a small celebration for my kid as a birthday party, I'm not looking to a professional party planner to be like, okay, that's the goal. And then, okay, what happens if I just want to go to like pump it up? Then like, am am I feeling shame over that? Is that bad? Am I making my kid miss out on anything? No, because remember at the top of the show, we talked about celebrations are choose your own adventure. So you like cherry pick what works for you. You outsource the venue, but maybe you have like a theme that your kid really loves and you go all out into like a cake that you hire from a baker. You can pick to see what you want as your things to highlight, but the comparison, the shame, the look what she's doing down the street, no more. That is something that just drives me up the wall because our kids are not going from one party to the next and being like, well, mine wasn't good enough, mom. They're just the happiest as can be at anything that they're doing. So at the heart of all these celebrations and these traditions and these parties, I really always force my people to come back. Okay, why are you doing this? Are you doing this because you want pictures for Instagram? Are you doing this because your kid wants a dinosaur party and they would be happy with a dinosaur balloon and some cupcakes with a toothpick dinosaur stuck in them? That is all great. And so it's really coming back to that, again, that value and that reason behind because they're for your family, not my family. I'm just sharing what I'm doing and what works for me. And I hope that you take it and make it your own. That's, I feel like the goal in the things that I share. Okay. I'm standing up over here clapping for you (laughs) (laughs) because the comparison thing is such a problem for us moms. I mean, social media has been the greatest thing for helping us all to combat these issues, but it also can fire them up, right? So if I'm the mom who's looking and thinking, uh, all of that is nice, Allison, but but still part of me wants to be this Pinterest worthy mom. And I feel defeated before I begin because it just feels like I have to go out and buy a bunch of stuff. I know that you have all kinds of unbelievable, fantastic ideas for decorating on a budget, tips for Mm -hmm. quick changes and the things you already have at your house to make all the difference for hosting a party. Will you just give us maybe like your top three tips to make a busy mom feel confident that she can have a great celebration and exactly what you said, who cares if it's Pinterest worthy or not? Well, first Pinterest mom um, is the thing that I hate most. I hate when people call me a Pinterest mom because I don't think of myself as that at all. Half the time I wash my hair like once a week. I maybe will cook dinner. I hate science experiments. I don't like cooking with my kids in kitchen. I will not go to a park. So yes, I can throw a beautiful party that my kids love and I involve them 
in it, which makes it special for them. And I can kick butt at a holiday. So those are what I'm strong at. The other things other moms are strong at, and that is awesome for them. And if you want help with the party and the holiday, holler at your girl. So that whole thing, I don't like the Pinterest mom. When it comes to parties, again, you make them work for how you want. I have party planning guides and checklists that I sell on my website that are full outlines of your party start to finish. So they are all interactive. They're clickable. Very much a choose your own adventure. Like I talked about outlining all the decor. Oh, I like that banner. Click it, add to your cart, done. All the recipes, meal plans with all those cute Pinteresty names like that race car wheels that are chocolate donuts. All that thinking done for you. Don't have to think about it. When it comes to doing a party at home, number one is theme. You have to have a theme and it doesn't have to be like a cheesy, annoying theme. Um, It could be a color theme. It could be some consistent thread throughout your party because that theme drives all other decisions. It drives where you have the party. It drives how many people. It drives the budget. It drives the decor baked goods, all of that stuff. So you need that focus or else you're just flying in the wind, grabbing anything that you think may work, spending way more money than you need to have. It doesn't work. So pick your theme and stick to it. Number two, use what you have. Shop your house. I literally go around my house at every single party, laundry basket under my arm, and I walk through every single room of my house and I put inside of my laundry basket any possible thing that might work for my party. So anything I steal from the kids. So say I'm doing a race car party from Hudson. Obviously, I'm going to the playroom and his room. Race cars on the dessert table. I'm going to maybe use a track as part of the decor. I'm going to use what I have. And then I stage it all in my dining room. So I put my dining room table and I cover it with all the things I stole from my laundry basket. And I also am choosing any like red things I have, anything that I can find that may work. Doesn't mean I have to use it, but I'm pulling. Then I stage it on the dining room table and I go, okay, I need that. I need that. I need that. This, no, what was I thinking? And then I make a list of the things that I need to fill in. Okay. I don't have race car paper plates and napkins just like hanging out at my house. So I'm going to add that to the list. Then I go to the store or I open Amazon or something like that, but I have my list and I'm not grabby grabby. Another hot tip for shopping, don't touch anything you like. Put your hands behind your back because research shows the second you touch an item, put it in your hand and look for it, you're a million times more likely to buy that item. So look at things, and this is just a life goal, you know, Um, one that I don't always follow, but probably should. But I do when it comes to a party. Look, don't touch, really make that decision. Am I ever going to use this again? Like, do I need this giant lightning McQueen blow up inflatable? Like, am I ever going to use that again? Okay, probably not. So I'm going to like move on, find the things that I could hopefully give a second life to. I really am hesitant buying something totally on theme that I will never be able to repurpose. I know one of the reasons you are here is because you love awesome episodes with wonderful guests like Allison. I also know you're here because you believe in the strength of family and you will fight to make sure it is valued and it is easy for you to live out those values. Why not bring together for family dinner to your home? It's the easiest way to outsource 
all kinds of meaningful communication. If you already have it, consider giving it as a gift for Christmas this year. If you don't have it, give it to yourself as a gift and don't forget to gather for date night. When you're ready to order, head over to togethermoments.com and then enjoy this question with Allison from Together for Family Dinner. Okay, Allison, this one is from Together for Family Dinner, fill-ins category. Fill in this. I don't think I could ever part with blank because blank. Okay, I've got a silly one for this, but this is literally the first one that came to my mind. I don't think I could ever part with Bravo because they're my best friends in life and they give me so much joy and it's the thing that gets me to my bedtime treat. They're my they're my uh, people that I go to bed after watching. <laughs> Do they know this? I mean, they probably <laughs> should. I DM with Bravo, like, often, actually, like, because they are really great at responding to stories. So, like, anytime I tag them, they always, like, say, like, oh, what did you think of tonight's episode or something like that. So, I feel like I'm, like, very exclusive in that way. But, no, I mean, I probably should. But, yeah, Bravo is, like, a big part of my life. It is my way to totally decompress. I love it. <laughs> we all need that for sure. Three is white and wood, the two W's. Those are what I live for. Those are what I buy for my home. And those <clears throat> are the items that I reuse over and over and over. Anything white and anything wood, you can make work for every single party. Every person listening needs a wood board in their house and a white cake stand. If you have a wood board and a white cake stand, you can do a million things. You can use your wood board as a riser, as a tray, as a charcuterie. You can do a million things with that wood because wood and white are too natural. So they blend in and they cater to any theme that you're creating. So those are items that basically everybody should have just in general. Number four, it goes back to that comparison. <clears throat> have the party that you want to have not the party that you feel like you should have. Pick what works for you, move on from the rest, outsource what you feel like you do not need to take on. I have my biggest fail in my whole life when it comes to parties was my daughter's first birthday. It's something that I still get sad about because it, I kick myself that I do not have happy memories from my daughter's first birthday party. Yes, it was a great day. Yes, we had a million friends over. Everybody that I loved was in one room, which is one of the reasons I love having a party because I like all my people around. Evie's birthday, I did every single thing myself. I did not outsource one thing. I baked like five different things for the dessert table. I had this huge, massive dessert table. I, I did everything for that party. I was running around like a mad woman. I didn't like mingle. I didn't enjoy myself. I went in the bathroom. I dropped to the floor. I was hysterically crying, came out for the cake smash. I was so exhausted. I've never in my life been that exhausted. This is before I had a business. I was like, never, ever again will I do that. I hate baking. I hate it. I've always hated it. So why did I feel the need to take <laughs> on all of that when I am surrounded by a million bakers in the area that I live. Why did I not put that in my budget to outsource a cake and outsource a cookie? Um, and so it's a lot of that thinking because I felt like I saw all the big, massive first birthdays on Pinterest and on Instagram. And I felt like that's what I needed to do. My goal now with everybody that I help 
is you close the door after your guests leave and you go, how fun was that? Instead of dropping onto the couch, like mother, you know what, now I have to clean up all this crap and I cannot even move. And you just want to sit on the couch and be like, thank God I don't have to do that again for another year. That is the thing that I try and get my people to avoid. I enjoyed the people at my party. I made the best memories. And yeah, now I have to clean, but whatever. How fun was that? That's my goal with the people that I help and myself. <laughs> this is why I wanted you on here, Allison. You're so real and you you make everything realistic, which is what we want because you're talking about exactly what we moms have such a hard time with, which is asking for help. Yep. We're like super mom, not because we're trying to prove anything, but because we've lived our whole life mm-hmm. figuring it out as we go. And quite honestly, we can really yep. do most things by ourselves because we're yep. good at juggling a million things. But you're yep. exactly right. I can think of so many instances and not just parties I host, or but just daily things where if I had only asked for help, I would have enjoyed the experience so much more, right? And I'm just really glad that you talked about that because moms need to hear that. And even though it sounds silly, we need the permission to say, yes, ask for the help. You don't have to do everything yourself. And that's what you and I are both offering people is outsourcing Mm -hmm. For the things that we want to do really well. So you are allowing people to be amazing, beautiful party planners simply because you're lending them your helping hand. You're handing them the baton and saying, Mm -hmm. you got this, just go. You're going to make it amazing. Let me just help you give give you some ideas. And I'm doing the same thing with the conversation starters because you know, when you get to the end of the day, you just want to lay down and know that you had these amazing conversations. Awesome. I'm going to give you some prompts mm-hmm. and make it happen, but you're the one who's yeah. going to create those moments. Exactly. I'm the helper and you get the mom of the year award at the end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just the cheerleader in the corner saying like, you can do it. I promise. And here's your blueprint. So yes, I, for parties, I provide the outline hundred percent and it has a full weekly checklist that makes it very manageable. Like here's what you do at six weeks out. Here's your three jobs. Check them out. Don't think about anything else until the next week. So it makes it very manageable versus wow, I need to do all this for the party. Where the heck do I even start? There's all of that also because it is overwhelming and it's a lot of work. It doesn't have to be, but when you just think of party, you, you, you know, you break it down like that. You just do. Yeah. It's so good that you give people the step-by-step and we've talked about how you're the host of memories and moments podcast. You also have the party planning guides that you've talked about And you briefly Mm -hmm. talked about the monthly activity boxes to help make all the little moments at home easier and the the crafting and everything we want to do each month. I just talked about how I'm a big fan of outsourcing (laughs) because it's letting people help us. Please tell us how helpful and really seamless your products are for the busy mom. Because here we are going into the holidays, which is, you know, our our go-to for wanting to do all these little crafts, but I want you to share with how yeah. seamless these are, not just for the holidays, but all year long. So Memories and Moments Unwrapped is my monthly subscription, and it literally came from the moms in my community asking me for years to bring the ideas that I'm sharing on the podcast in particular to life. 
And then after the like millionth person asked me, I was okay, fine, let's give it a go. So last Halloween, I started a activity box, basically, and it was crafts and activities, memory makers, cute little like paper plates and napkins and to make a fun family dinner recipe. And people seem to like it. And so I decided to do Christmas and then a lot more people liked it for Christmas and then um, decided to turn it into a monthly subscription come January. And so Christmas boxes for this month are live and ready to go. But inside is the ultimate outsource. It's all of those fun little ideas that you want to do and that your kids are obsessed with, but you don't want to go to the store. You don't want to buy a pack of 87 craft sticks on Amazon when all you need are four. It's all of those things in one box planned and prepped and delivered to your door. And it really is meant for that like overextended mom, which hi, hello, who is not right now. So uh, really, my whole goal is take the burden off of doing these fun things, because we want to do the things we don't want to think and plan and prepare the things. Yeah. So when it shows up at our doorstep, it's like, yay, open the box, let's have fun. And then we get to put it away and check that, you know, type of thing off the list. And when you said I will give you the four craft sticks you need. So you don't have to buy 85. Even if I have the 85 in my house, Allison, I probably don't know where even know where they are. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Or so it is I'm never gonna use these again. It's really is for that mom that has kids. It's ideal for ages three to ten that wants to do those little crafts. And I really try and design the crafts inside to be keepsakes to put in your Christmas box to bring out next year. And like, remember when we made that? That was so fun. And then this year's box has themed postcards to send to loved ones that you might not be seeing this holiday season. And then it also has a full advent sort of, um, but it's more of like a kindness challenge inside of it. There's 25 cards, one for each day to do a little random act of kindness. And then every month also comes with a digital guide, just like I was talking about for the party plans. I also do those for holidays. So they get emailed once your box ships out the celebration guide for every holiday, every month gets emailed. And so that includes even more recipes and traditions and memory makers and a million things are just like jam packed in that guide. So yeah, those are on my website. Um, Jennifer will have all the links in the show notes, I'm sure, but everything you can find at alisoncartercelebrates.com or you can shop my Instagram too for, for uh, boxes, but Christmas are really, really going to be fun. And I'm super excited to send them out because I really tried to plan these ones with that back to basics mentality in mind of let's sit down, let's have a connect, like connecting moment with our family, put the screens away just for you to enjoy the moment and not be stressed out about getting to the moment. And so people can order these at any time, right? 
any you can order these anytime Christmas boxes are live, but it is a monthly subscription and you can can't, there's no strings attached. You can cancel every month. You could do a month to month. You could do a six month. You could be like, heck yes, sister, sign me up for the whole year. But yes, it's very easy. Try a Christmas box. If you love it, continue on. If you don't, you get an email saying like, Hey, it's about to renew cancel. If you want, just like any normal subscription, it's very simple and easy, but boxes ship out the first week of the month. So it will be in your hands the first week of December. Awesome. And also you have a freebie for Christmas time that helps people celebrate at home. Tell everyone, because I think they'll like this. Well, something that crazy took off um, was this Elf on the Shelf kindness challenge that I did. And I actually, I revamped it a little bit for the box because I took out some of the things that you needed to do with other people. Um, And so the box challenge cards are really awesome. And those are, you know, printed and done for you. Nice cardstock. You can reuse them year after year. Um, Those are included in the box. But I have a digital version also for free that is an elf on the shelf. Your elf shows up and my kids know that she comes with a kindness challenge. And every day they wake up to a little card for something kind to do for others or for their siblings or for themselves. Some of the things are like, what are three things that you love about yourself or what's about yourself makes you the most proud or so some of them are definitely conversation starters also and some of them are acts to do um, throughout their day or or whatnot that is just a blog post on my blog you can go to my there's there'll be a link in the show notes but you can go to my blog and just search elf on the shelf also and it'll pop up thanks for doing that I love that tradition and it it definitely makes the elf behave. All right, Allison, this episode could go on and on. I feel like this has been mm-hmm. so good, especially with the holidays coming up. I hope that our guests feel like they can take some things you said, not feel guilty, but no. also have their just mind spinning with some great little ideas they can do at their home to help mm-hmm. write that story with their family yeah. and make all the celebrations really fun. So here's the last question I ask every guest. What's one thing helping your family stick together right now? It is a hard question because I feel like my family really is like at its worst right now because we're just all on top of each other with no breaks. And I feel like that's probably something that a lot of listeners can relate to. And as much as I love being around my family, I also need breaks away from my family. And so something that's really working is my husband and I having a day that's just ours. And I know that sounds like kind of not the best for our whole family sticking together, but it really does end up helping because we come back a lot more refreshed. And so my night is Tuesday nights. My husband's night is Thursday nights. He goes and rides mountain biking. And I usually go to a restaurant, either meet up with a girlfriend or I usually work. So a lot of times I just hole up in my master closet or I take it my laptop to a coffee shop and I just have some time to pour into myself and not do bedtime because sometimes it's just, I just can't do another bedtime. And um, because my husband and I both have set days, there's no resentment. There's no like, well, you get to go out and I get to do bedtime. Like we don't have any of that. The kids love it because usually on when my husband's gone, they know that mommy does snacks for dinner and we like watch a show and really snacks for dinner means like cheese and crackers and carrot sticks. And I put it on a cute plate. 
Um, but they think it's like the best thing ever. And then when daddy, like when I'm gone, my husband does cheeseburgers with them. So they get one-on-one time with us. And, but then they also, we also get a break and then we come recharge. So it's not something technically that we're all doing together, but it makes us feel a lot more present when we are all together and helping like not have such a short fuse, I think. This is probably one of my favorite answers. So I think this is great because it's the behind the scenes of what makes a family really stick together because we do have to have that refreshing time. Sometimes we just need to be away from each other to miss each other. Absolutely. (laughs) Cheers to alone time. It makes us better mamas for sure. Yes. Oh my gosh. Allison, this has been great. I keep muting myself out. Our guests don't know that, but when you talk, I always mute myself so I can take a drink or something and nobody is hearing me laugh, but I was cracking up when you said you hate science experiments (laughs) and you hate going to the park. And then what was like, oh, snacks for dinner made me crack up. I love it because breakfast for dinner would be equivalent. And by yep. breakfast, I don't mean like I'm pouring out the pancake batter and bacon. I'm like yeah. pouring bagel. in the cereal with some milk yep. <laughs> or you get a bagel with hopefully some cream cheese. I might be able to dig out of the fridge. <laughs> yep. hundred percent. I know. And they, you know what? And they think it's like the coolest thing. Like when I'm, they when do. they're like, Oh, it's daddy's biking night tonight. They're like, yes. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, you guys are so funny, but they love it. And it makes me excited to like hang out with them too. So it's something that we all look forward to. Thanks for being here, Allison. I love the reel. That's why I love you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I completely forgot to ask Allison to tell you how to find her. I know she mentioned it, but check her out on Instagram at Allison Carter Celebrates or on her website by the same name, Allison Carter Celebrates. Go grab her freebies, check out her subscription, her party plans, and have fun with everything she has to offer. Most importantly, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Reach out and ask someone for help and keep writing your family's beautiful story. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.